the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts are just 82 days away from the, ho- from the opener, which is the home opener. They play against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they need to get off to a rare good start. That means some things have to transpire over the next 82 days, or they got problems. We're going to talk about the major things, those I's they got to dot, those T's they got to cross, or on September 10th, they're going to be revealed. We're going to talk about a trade executed by Kevin Pritchard. Why maybe it makes a little bit of sense. Fans not happy with this trade because on its face, it looks a little bit wobbly. It looks a little bit uneven. We'll talk about it. It's a trade with the world champion Denver Nuggets. Malcolm Brogdon, that experiment has ended in Boston. They're dealing him. They're going to acquire Kristaps Porzingis. All right. Talk about that a little bit too. And Lucas Oil Stadium is going to be the site for All-Star Saturday night. That's a cool deal. More the merrier. What the hell? 35000 is better than seventeen. Twice as much. Twice as better. Right? So, makes sense to move it. Cubs get the win. Reds get the win. And Frank Vogel is celebrating a birthday as the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, who are kind of the preseason favorite, sort of. They got guys, they got players, and now they got a coach who can kind of lift players a little bit, at least for a time. Let's see if Frank Vogel can't win another one. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, June 21st. The summer solstice is upon us, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is the best in the world at doing what he does, which is plumbing. You got pipe problems? He's got pipe solutions. 765-610-8809, the number. Punch that subscribe button, smash the like button, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live or post a video. And don't forget, go to twobigbrains.com. Dan Dockich and I talked for an hour today about the Pacers, about the Hoosiers, about the Colts, and about media. Check, 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 check. My wife said it was our best show ever. I'd buy it. I believe her, especially when she compliments me. When she says, Kent, by God, you're the smartest person I've ever known. I say, well, thank you. When she's critical, I think she's out of her mind. That is the secret to a happy marriage. Know when to listen, know when to shut up, know when not to pay any attention whatsoever. Let's talk about sports, shall we? The Indianapolis Colts, they got to do some things over the next 82 days to make sure they're competitive week one of the 2023 season. The first thing they got to do, they got to make sure Anthony Richardson is ready to be competitive. Not mistake-free, but competitive. He is going to make mistakes, but write this down and remember it. Anthony Richardson mistakes are going to cost the Indianapolis Colts two wins this year. Minimum. However, two wins, that's acceptable. We'll take the two losses. Right? That's just the way it is. You're going to make mistakes. As a 21-year-old rookie, you're going to make mistakes as an NFL quarterback. He has started 13 games. So don't give him a hard time. No booing a rookie quarterback ever, ever, ever. We didn't boo Peyton Manning. They got a statue of Peyton Manning now outside the Lucas Lucas Oil Stadium. I don't know who Lucas Jones is, but Lucas Oil Stadium has a statue of Peyton Manning outside it. And that is... You know what? Wouldn't it be nice if somehow we contributed to Anthony Richardson putting together a career that is also statue-worthy? But he's got to get better. 
He's got to get better in these ways. And Steichen, Shane Steichen has got to make sure that he is. He has got to become the kind of quarterback who can score points, whether it's by foot or through the air. He's got to be able to score points. That's critical for the Indianapolis Colts. Absolutely. Got to do that. Enough points that he can overcome his mistakes. But don't try, don't be that guy at the casino that chases the loser, right? You sit down at the blackjack table, the table goes cold, you get your ass up and you walk away. You don't double down. You don't do that. You don't start playing against the book because things aren't going your way. You walk away. That's what you do. Stop making mistakes. We hope that Shane Steichen is patient enough and smart enough to put Anthony Richardson in a position where he won't make him, and he's going to make a lot of great plays. We're not going to know until the regular season. We talked about this with Dan Dockage today on Two Big Brains. Look, you know what? It's, he's going to be fine eventually. In the meantime, put him in a position to make good plays. Uh, you've got to find a quality cornerback and two of them to play the outside. Must do that. I don't know who it's going to be of any of them. Dallas Flowers, he didn't start last year over the top of Isaiah Rogers. It's not going to be Stephon Gilmore because he plays for the Cowboys now. Is it going to be Juju Brents? We haven't seen Juju Brents yet. He's got a hurt wrist. So we got to wait till training camp to see what he's made of. Darius Rush, we don't know. Can he play? Maybe. We're going to hope so. Jo- uh, Jones, the seventh rounder, maybe he can play. We'll see. Somebody had better be able to play. And it's Optimism Wednesday, so I'm not going to bring up, although I am, but I'm going to congratulate myself for not bringing up the following two names, Quincy Wilson and Rocky Seen, the last two solutions at cornerback that Chris Ballard drafted in the second round. In fact, the only cornerbacks that he's drafted in the second round, both abject failures as cornerbacks here. Uh, you got to get creative with right guard. All right, it's not Will Fries. Could it be Amelia Echior, the cathedral product who played at Alabama? It could be. But let's try this first. Let's try Blake Freeland at right tackle and slide Braden Smith over to right guard. That may give the Colts their best starting five for that offensive line. And you know what? If, if Freeland can't get between... Uh, Anthony Richardson and the guy off the left edge for the defense. You know what? At least it's at Anthony Richardson's face, and he's going to be able to see him, not just feel him. On the other side, Bernard Ryman had better be able to stop the edge over there on the blind side. This side, eh, he can see him. You know what I mean? Blake Freeland has a chance to be a really good right tackle, I think, in the NFL, and Braden Smith would walk into the right guard position as the best right guard maybe the Colts had ever had. So, and would give the Colts, maybe for all time and in perpetuity, the highest paid guard tandem in the history of the NFL. That could happen. You have got to get Shaq Leonard healthy. Somehow or another, you've got to create turnovers, and that means putting guys in play on the defensive side of the ball who can punch the ball loose and go get interceptions, and that is Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille Leonard, his last healthy season, created 12 turnovers all by himself. That's a hell of a thing. That's a lot. 12 turnovers for one guy. You uh, extrapolate that across an entire roster, that's 132 turnovers 
easily an NFL record. If you had 11 of those guys, you wouldn't even need an offense. Matt Ryan could come back and lead you to a Super Bowl, for God's sake. Carson Wentz, you, you could bring, uh, you know, Scott Tolzien back. Chili's always willing to warble. God bless her. Uh, the Pacers, they made a trade today. I told you they were going to make at least two, and I think it's going to be four. I think they're going to get rid of the 55th overall pick. I think they're going to trade the seventh pick. They're going to figure some things out. Kevin Pritchard is going to get busy. He is going to channel the Trailblazers version of himself and get really, really aggressive because now is the time to win for this team. So, the trade that they consummated with the Nuggets, 29-32 and 32 for tomorrow night. They go to Denver. Coming back, number 40 from Denver. And then, here's where it gets a little bit complicated. A pick that the Nuggets acquired from Oklahoma City that has not necessarily been specifically defined yet. It is the, the how, how did they put it? the uh, least favorable of the picks that belong either to the Thunder, came from the Clippers, came from Houston, protected in the top four, or came from Utah, that's protected in the top ten. If it was this year, this is why the deal kind of makes sense. That's because the deal this year, with those circumstances, would produce the 19th overall pick in the draft. So the Pacers would get 19 and 40 and Denver would get 29-32. and 32. That's not a bad deal. Now, if the Clippers go haywire, start winning a bunch of games, and, you know, they wind up in the NBA Finals, it's not going to happen because that is not Paul George's destiny. They would wind up with a late first-round pick, and it wouldn't be such a good trade. All right? But the Clippers are not going to be very good. Oklahoma City is not going to be very good. Utah is not going to be very good, and Houston's not going to be very good. So this deal has the potential to land the Pacers a top 20 pick, as it would this year. And that's not a bad trade. And Pacers, they got no faith in the depth in this draft. That's why you send 29 and 32 across the street for 40 and get a pick for next year. Good for Kevin Pritchard. I think it's a good deal, ultimately. Uh, All-Star Saturday night is going to be held at Lucas Oil Stadium in front of 35,000 fans. Uh, the game is going to be at the newly remodeled Gainbridge Fieldhouse. I think that's a win-win. A bunch of local people get to go to the game or get to go to All-Star Saturday night, and then the NBA gets to do what the NBA does, and that's really true for every uh, sports league. They do it with the baseball All-Star game and the NHL All-Star game. The Pro Bowl is kind of a non-factor, but the NFL does it with the Super Bowl. You take care of the clients at Cambridge Fieldhouse, and I got no problem with that either. Uh, the Malcolm Brogdon experiment in Boston has ended. Brad Stevens figured out what Kevin Pritchard figured out last year and what the Milwaukee Bucks figured out a couple of years before that, that Malcolm Brogdon is not going to help you win basketball games. However, what Brad Stevens has done, Brad Stevens is moving Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers and what he's getting in return from the Wizards is Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps Porzingis is talented enough to be the worst player on a bad or the best player on a bad team. He is not good enough to be the best player on a good team. 
he's going to be, what's he going to be, with Jalen Brown and uh, Tatum, he's going to be the third best player, fourth best player on the Celtics? I don't know. But Dan Dockich has always said he's got bad face, and I trust Dan Dockich. Dan Dockich can look at things and figure it out in a hurry. I think he did that with Kristaps Porzingis. I don't think Porzingis is terrible, but do you acquire him as like the last link in a championship chain? Uh, no. I don't believe you do. We'll see. Brad Stevens, pretty smart guy. We'll see what he knows. He was smart enough to go after Matt Howard when everybody, nobody else was showing up in gyms. It was he and Dane Fife watching Matt Howard and Juwan Johnson and Zach Hahn and Nate Blank and Ben Botts and Ryan Sterling and Kyle Miller and Joe Hughes and Teron Bibbs, all those guys, Adnan Hodzik, all those guys, that AAU team. There's Brad Stevens. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Good. Nice guy. I didn't know him at that point. He was an assistant for Licklider. It's like, hey, how are you? Good. Got to know him a little bit. Very, very nice guy. A very, a very cagey evaluator of talent, but I think he is likely making, making it, well, what kind of error do you make when you send Brogdon someplace else, right? Is it, it couldn't hurt. You get Porzingis. Even if Porzingis isn't very good, even if Porzingis, he isn't going to score 23 or 24 like he did this past year with the Wizards, he's not. But Brogdon's gone. That's a net gain, even though he was the sixth man of the year. And Porzingis being there, maybe he does some. Who knows? He's going to be, what is he, 28 now? So there you go. Uh, Cubs won 8-3 to today. They've won 10 of their last 12. They beat the Pirates again. They own the Pirates. They own the city of Pittsburgh. Like Iron City beer. They own the city of Pittsburgh. Cincinnati Reds. 11th win in a row this afternoon. They beat the Rockies 5-3. Cubs, they play next in London against the Cardinals. Way to take a period of time where you're kind of rolling a little bit and interrupt it with a stupid damn international game in front of a bunch of people who don't understand what baseball is other than, hey, it looks kind of like cricket, but they got a round bat instead of a flat one. What? Hello? Hello? Welcome to Wembley Stadium for the big game between the Cubs and the Cardinal. Why? Why take home games from the United States of America and move them across the ocean to England? Maybe from 38,000 feet as they're flying to London, they'll pass over the area where the search is still ongoing for the submersible, and they'll be able to, hey... Look, it looks like a van in the ocean. Woo, it's billionaires. Uh, Frank Vogel is 50 today. Frank Vogel's birthday, one of the nicest head coaches in the history of the NBA. A great guy. He used to go to high school. I saw him at a high school football game at Carmel High School. That's how he immersed himself in the community of Indianapolis. He loved it here. Now he's the coach of the Suns, and he might win an NBA championship but he won't do it on his 50th birthday because that's today. It would have been nice if the Suns had held off hiring him until today. Give him a 50th birthday present. That's not the way life works all the time. You, you can't time whatever it is, whatever good's going to happen in your life. You know that. I do. Thank you. Uh, watch Two Big Brains. Very good show. How good was Two Big Brains today? It 
was tremendous. It was tremendous, Julie says. Trust Julie. If you don't trust me, at least trust Julie. And in the morning, listen to Bloomington's Voice, 1370 AM, 98.7 FM, or go to WGCLradio.com. Click to listen at 7.07 in the morning. I'll talk to you then. And tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 6.15. We're as regular as your colon.